What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Kyle, I don't know if you saw this monumental news that came through Friday after we finished recording podcasts for the week. But San Diego Scouts defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. I don't remember it going like this, Kyle. He said, no, I don't want to be the D.C. for the Green Bay Packers. What a great move by us to lock him up. Yeah, we got him locked in early. And, you know, obviously Jim is uh, in real life. (laughs) <laughs> going to continue to to work for the Badgers and and one of the better uh, defensive coordinators in the in the college football space and I don't blame the Packers great minds think alike looking yeah. to tap into Jim to fill the void uh but but sorry Green Bay you know it's scouts got him first it is what it is what does that <laughs> signal to you though like when when a like Leonard who I whenever we came up with the idea for Leonard we're like oh man that's definitely it like mm-hmm. a guy you look at and say this guy's on the track to be a head coach wouldn't you think being the dc for the packers would be a nice step in, in becoming that or you think he's holding out for something else let's uh maybe he's not ready you know maybe and no i know that that was the case with tony elliott uh with uh reportedly the dolphins being interested in interviewing him for their offensive coordinator position and and he uh said he was not ready to leave clemson and signed a five-year extension you know, some guys, I guess they are very different experiences, you know, yeah. work, working at the college level versus working at the pro level. And uh, maybe Jim's just one of those guys that, that right now he enjoys making a, a difference for young guys and young players and, and wants to continue to work with them in that fashion. I don't know. I'd love to shed recruiting. If I was a coach, you know, not only would I want to coach in the NFL over college, just the, the whole recruiting piece of it sounds I, I don't want to spend any time like with 17, 16 year olds and trying to convince them to come play football for my team. I, that sounds horrible to me. But anyways, uh, all things you're going to have to worry about when the uh, new college football video game comes out. Yeah, I still need that timetable because I need to know I need to yeah, know how years. aggressive I need to be in my search for a game box. No, it's not happening this year. So you get uh, some. All right. Well, and they'll be cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, yep. I'm not. It'll be a long time. It, 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 I will not be doing anything until you know we have a date, and then I'll, I'll laser in a little you, bit. You and Rebecca could probably play it together by the time it comes out. Oh well, she that, wouldn't be like coherently like kicking your butt, but she could push the buttons and make stuff happen. Yeah, and then we can have other games that maybe she would be able to play, like uh, Fall Guys. Uh. You don't know it, Chris. You ever play Fall Guys? What a, no, do I play Fall Guys? Are you kidding me? What a great game! What a great show! Oh, you, you want to start playing together Dude, this off season? Absolutely. You let me know. I'll be there. Terrific, um, Joe. We're gonna get. You, I'm. A, I'm gonna buy a gaming system so we can just live stream the three of us playing Fall Guys and is doing this the new Fortnite. So I, I guess my question here is, Kyle, you think Fall Guys is gonna be around in two or three years? No, I mean, I mean for this off season. No, I know, but you were saying you were saying for Joe to to play in the future with his daughter. Like, I don't know if that's yeah. To be, be honest, a... I mean, you could always go back and download it, right? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Games don't it's have shelf life a... like that, right? Like, is it is it me or do they? They're like, as somebody who doesn't play video games but observes from afar, it feels like there's like crazes with video games, and I don't hear anything about them. Joe, I'm gonna send you post show. We're gonna watch the trailer for Fall Guys, and then we'll get your reaction oh, and, we'll, and we'll see where you're at. That'll be great. 
Okay, so we're we're like four minutes into this podcast, and we have not mentioned that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Um, so we should we should probably get into that a little bit, right? Not the Chiefs. Congrats, Kansas, or to Tampa Bay, right? First and foremost, I finally nutted up though, Joe. Dre Harris texted me last night, forty five minutes before the game. I have the text. Yeah, and he said, "Who you got tonight?" And I, I finally said, give me the Bucks." I said it would be, give, give me Tampa 33-31. I didn't, we didn't get that good of a game at all. Well, I <laughs> I put my money where my mouth is. I put the money on the money line for Kansas City, or for Tampa Bay. So I was oh, in on so the Bucks. We never winners this morning. Yeah, That's terrific. I was wait, we were supposed to give our prediction on the Thursday stream. Yeah, we never got that, there because yeah, we, we just never wrong. got there. I was right. I had a whole monologue ready to talk about why I thought the Buccaneers would win the game. Um, and then they were like, they were like plus three and a half. I'm like, I don't even think I need these points. So I went in and I, you know, look, uh so you did good. It's about time Tom Brady gave me something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what now, you, can I, can I ask you an uncomfortable question? Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. So Buffalo lost to Kansas city in the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Do you think Buffalo would have won the super bowl? Had they played Tampa Bay instead of Kansas city, seeing how Tampa Bay played against Kansas city. Oh man. Um, I think during watching the game last night, I, I thought to myself, Oh, I, I thought to myself a lot about the Chiefs game and was wishing the Bills got some of the calls that <laughs> the Bucks got in that game. But um I feel like the Bills from a competitive standpoint, like maybe would have matched up better against Tampa Bay. But I'm I mean, brother, like that's a we know the record. Like Tom's like 33 and 3 or something like that against the Bills. And I know that that's doesn't say everything and that's a different team. The Bills are a different team. But I mean, I would I don't I, that's just not that's not being intellectually honest for me to sit here and say, "Yeah, I think the Bills would have beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who played their best friggin' game of the year." Right. Right. And it was their best top to bottom effort <laughs> all the way around. Yeah, I mean, just an unbelievable job by their coaching staff, players' execution. I mean, they had they had the recipe, man. And you know, two weeks. I, I have a lot of respect for the Bills and their coaching staff and their personnel. But man, like, no, I, that's not being intellectually honest, which I pride myself in trying to be most of the time. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, the football season might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and NHL seasons are in full swing. And BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website, BetOnline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Tampa loses to Kansas City in the regular season. They dropped to 7 and 5. They run the table from there on out. 
the rest of the way. Win every every game that they play, including three road playoff games, including road playoff games to beat Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers in back-to-back weeks as a warm-weather team. Not no forget Mitch Trubisky. Not forget you know, Mitch. They beat Mitch, too. Yeah. And then, um, no, it was it was Washington that they beat. Oh, was it? Did yeah, I, it was I crossed them up. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then there, there, there's so much to get into as far as they're the first team in the history of the NFL to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium, the first team in, to to ever play in their home stadium in a Super Bowl. Uh, they made the Chiefs become the third team uh, in NFL history to play in a Super Bowl and not score a touchdown. What do you think about the Chiefs? offense all year long what they did to every other team how they would score 30 points in five minutes a game clock you'd blink and miss it right and like they did not score a touchdown the entire game the third team in the history of the super bowl joining the 2018 los angeles rams and the 1971 miami dolphins uh you get into patrick mahomes was pressured on 52 percent of his dropbacks uh we could get into the strategy of of kansas city going empty and five-man five protection yeah, as much crazy. as they did. Crazy. I guess right. they needed the guys out in space, but but that was one of the talking points that we had coming into the game is Tampa Bay's second level, Levante yeah. David and Devin White, the speed that they have Monsters. to stay close to base defense, or if you want to go nickel and, and go three safeties or, or drop Winfield in the box or whatever – the speed of those two guys really helped to swarm and overwhelm when you added it on top of Tampa Bay or, or, or Kansas city stayed in five man protections for the vast majority of the game with four backup offensive linemen. Correct. Got it. You got a guard playing right tackle. You got Mike Remmers uh, <laughs> playing left tackle. JPP Shaq Barrett, Sue. What? What? Like, I can't even like put myself in a position to understand that at all. Did they just say, Hey, Patrick Mahomes is our guy. We want to have him to have as many options as possible and live with that. Was that what they subscribed to? Well, I guess you could make the argument because they, they weren't going to block you anyway. Right. They, they were not going to block you up. So, let Pat create after the first arriving pass rusher, his angle is broken, which we saw him do a lot of. And to be fair, he had one that hit a guy right in the face on the goal line. That would have changed the entire complexion of the game. I think it was the second, third down of the game, the opening drive for Kansas city. And they, they blocked with seven. They had three men in routes. Tampa had seven in coverage. And I, I, I at the beginning of the play, and as I saw, the, I, I saw the three routes times, they were pushing hard vertical. I'm like, man, there's seven guys back there. Like, there's no there's no space to get open. Because they had kept the, uh, the, the back and a tight end in to block. And I'm like, I watched, you know, the replay in which they gave you a nice angle. And I'm like, yeah, there was everything was leveraged. There was nowhere to go with the football. And maybe they like they early in the game they saw that and said, "Yeah, we're we just need options." So, primary takeaway: Todd Bowles. 
Yeah. Amazing job. Yep. Right. He called an amazing game from start to finish. Yep. They did bend, don't break. Uh, they got into the red zone and they continued to just flood coverage. Yep. And still managed to get home because their pass rushers on the outside and the inside were better than what Kansas City had up front. And the aggressive grabbiness of the Chiefs secondary finally yep. was called. And it, it was, I don't know, I felt sort of good watching like everybody in the world complain about that. Like you're seeing Raiders players, you're seeing like just people that watch the game. They're like, "What? Well, yeah, the, the Chiefs have been getting away with this all year. And like, I, I, I'm not like complaining about the refs guy. I, I'm not. I hate that. I think it's a horrible, like, it's bad analysis. Bad calls are part of football games. It's just whatever. But my God, like, that was such a critical piece of their game plan. So much so that I said on Lockdown Bills, I'm like, yeah, I felt like the Chiefs just knew that in big time, like high stakes games that refs swallow the whistle and you can get away with more. So they're more aggressive. And then I'm like, oh, they've been doing that all year. Daniel Jeremiah, Kansas City used five-man protection on 92% of their dropbacks. Yeah, it's nuts. 48 of 52 dropbacks. With a quarterback who was clearly not 100%. You watched it during the game. That foot was bothering Mahomes. I mean, he still made some incredible throws, but it was bothering him. He was limping around at one point. Never and looked you... like it was a problem for him when he was boat racing the Bills two weeks ago. No, Joe, Joe, I'm not trying to give the Chiefs an excuse. I, I'm just saying that it, it, clearly you could. I could see it sitting here at home that there was something wrong. Yeah. He, he got so why didn't they make an adjustment? One time, and you could see he favored that foot a little bit, for sure, I thought. The second half, when they were really starting to pile on, he came up a little ginger that one time when he was walking around. And so Mahomes was pressured on 52% of his dropbacks. Brady, 13%. Gotta football still one up front, ain't it, Kyle? Yep. Gotta be able to uh take care of your business. At least at least give some semblance of resistance. And that was that was the thing, right? Is it's like it didn't matter if you were gonna leave extra guys in. Somebody was gonna be one on one and they were gonna lose. Like Tampa was just better than them up front. And it caught up with him. It finally caught up with him. Antoine Winfield Jr. giving Tyreek Hill the deuces. Unbelievable moment. King. Yeah, and, and then you have Tony Romo doing his best Joe, uh, Joe Buck impersonation, saying, oh, I don't condone that. Literally, Tyreek Hill did it back to him in week yeah. 12. It's the Super Bowl. He just sealed the sealed the game pretty much. Right. You, you throw up the deuces. Go ahead, Antoine Winfield Jr. That's fine. Take the 15 yards. And Hill did a front flip into the end zone yeah. on the it, same play. Take the 15 yards in the Super Bowl. You're good. I, I would have let taking my 15 yards, let the offense go out there, run a play, and then in between plays on second down, ran all the way across the field <laughs> and gave it to him again from the sideline. Uh, okay, not not. I ran straight across the I field. Think, I think maybe there you've crossed the line. No, the first time I'm okay I with it. I think the second no. time would have been bad. Um, question for you guys. Let's do Hot Take Sports Radio. This the best Super Bowl run for Tom Brady? Because my initial reaction last night was, yes, this is the best run he's, he, he's ever been on. I think he did them. He probably, statistically, I'm sure it was. Like, he was very much a catalyst for their success. Well, it was the first time they scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah. 
any of the 10 Super Bowls he played in, which is first time he's ever had to play on a wild card weekend. He wins three road games en route to a Super Bowl, and the final three quarterbacks he beats are Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes. Yeah, in the first year, he's disassociated himself with the Patriots and the continuity there, right? Like a completely new situation, taking it over and just getting back to where he always goes. Yeah, it's the most impressive thing he's ever done. And he looked like good. Like his arm looked better this year down the stretch. Like I think I go back to the th- the touchdown throw he had to Gronkowski, um, the second one. Mm-hmm. Not the one that folded across the set, but the second one that there was defensive holding or DPR or whatever they called, and he still zipped it in there. And like he he looked physically stronger at the end of the year, which is crazy because he played on wild card weekend and he'd play outside and all of this. But was just an observation that I had had was like, man, I remember Tom two years ago against the Rams and like some of these balls are floating and fluttering around. And, and at the end of 2019, he looked like he had dead arm and like, he didn't look, look like he had dead arm at all, which is terrifying because like what Tom's going to play till he's 50 now. Like, <laughs> if he's going to play until he sucks, he's not close to that. I mean, he has as good a year as he's ever had. Um, I wonder how much of a benefit it has been to him to live in Florida, you know, where it's warmer and maybe that was a good thing for his body. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I've, I was done counting Tom Brady out, uh, 10 years ago. So, you know, I'll still be the last guy. I'll be the last guy that says he's done. So, um, awards, NFL awards were given out. We want one, one more thing. Okay. One more thing. What do you think Bill Belichick thought last night watching, watching the Super Bowl? He was happy for Tom Brady. Don't 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 do this. Don't try to drive a wedge that doesn't exist. But does a wedge not exist because they split? That team, you, you're telling me Tom Brady on the 2020 New England Patriots gets anywhere close no. to where the, no. the Bucks did. No, so no. The, but, so it's not like they. But Bill split Belichick be- has his first losing record since 1999, and Tom Brady goes somewhere else and immediately wins a Super Bowl. I mean, I think there's more to it than that. Don't drive a wedge where a wedge doesn't exist, Kyle. But the okay. wedge does exist because he's not playing there anymore. And you you read these stories about how tired Tom was of the politics with his personal trainer versus the the Patriots and their staff and how Belichick, like the authoritarianism, like it drives guys into the ground in five years and Tom was there for 20 and played through it and like good for Tom, but like, Belichick is is not coming out of the other side of this smelling like a rose. No, right? Kyle, the sample size is big enough now. He's fifty one and sixty five without Brady, twenty four and twenty seven without Brady as the coach of the Patriots. There's a big enough sample size to tell us what Bill Belichick is without Tom Brady. And here's the thing, man: when you're not getting results, the style of Bill Belichick doesn't work. So, so yeah. you're, you're just telling me if any of these assistants left, but they took Tom Brady with them, they'd have been fine. No, it's it's <laughs> always been Tom. It's always been Tom. Hey, there's the welcome back to the show, Bo. Yeah, there's Logan. He's. I was dying when he was when he joined our TV. I was thing. so just, mad. I, <laughs> I could, I could, I could feel that from you, and I had, I mean, and I just, 
and it wasn't that Bo made an appearance. It was the, Bo was the star of the moment there. He he owned it. Well, he he hops up on the desk and he's rubbing his ass in front of the screen. And Chris, I think we'll have to revisit the Belichick Brady dynamic at a later point in time. Sure. I would like to get into the awards. Well, can uh, I add well. one more thing real quick to complete yeah. the sidebars once again? Because I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put this take on paper somewhere, and this will be this will get exposed in a couple of years on a future episode. But Tony Romo said something during the game last night that bothered me, and very rarely does is anything that Tony say during the game bother me. But they showed a shot of Mahomes. I don't know, maybe there were like three or four minutes left left in the game, and and Romo was like, "Oh, he'll be back. Like he'll he'll bring this team to more Super Bowls." And like. I don't want to be that guy because Patrick Mahomes is fantastic, and of course he can bring the Chiefs back to another Super Bowl. But don't we have this conversation every year with Aaron Rodgers? Like he, he's been to one. Like Breeze went to what two? Uh, Russell Wilson's still looking to get to his third. Like other than Tom Brady, nobody gets to multiple Super Bowls. Like if you get to two, that's extremely fortunate in the National Football League. So like I don't think it's outlandish to be like in the AFC where Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are on the rise. Deshaun Watson's going to go somewhere potentially in the AFC and be really good. Baker Mayfield and the Browns aren't going anywhere. The Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson might be able to figure it out and get over the hump. Like it, I don't think it's a certainty to be like, oh yeah, the Chiefs will be back with Patrick Mahomes. Like he's great, he's awesome. Aaron Rodgers is still looking to make it to his second Super Bowl. Still. And that was a Brady-less NFC too, right? Like, it's not like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees had the, the Tom Brady effect for the last 100 years in the AFC. Right. Nick Foles played in a, started a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you go over, I think it was like the last 15 years you've had 12 or 13 representatives in the NFC. Mm-hmm. which is crazy because there's only 16 teams. So, right. Like it's maybe it's the last 20 years. There's been 12 representatives. The top it's the Tom Brady era is what the stat was. So in the last 20 years, I think 12 teams from the NFC have represented the conference in the Super Bowl in the same span in which Tom Brady made it to 10. So stupid. That's so. It, and it was either it was Manning, Brady, and then sometimes Roethlisberger, and right. one time and random one, Joe Flacco. One Joe Flacco. So can we do? Can we do it real quick? Uh, since since two thousand, Eagles, Giants, Washington, and and Dallas have not. Mm-hmm. In the NFC North, you have Green Bay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have the Chicago Bears. Yes, with Rex Grossman against Peyton Manning. Yep. You have. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, no. no. You have Detroit, no. no. So there's four, okay? You go to the south, Carolina, yes. Yeah. Tampa Bay, yes. yes. New Orleans, yes. yes. Atlanta, yes. yes. Yeah. Go to the west, San Francisco, yes. Arizona, LA. yes. LA, LA yes. yes. Seattle, Seattle yes. yes. So it's literally four teams, two from the the east and two from the north wow. that have not represented since the year 2000. Every other team's been in. Wow. Wow. That's why so it's, 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 it's not outlandish so, to say that Mahomes never gets back to one. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, no offense to Jared Goff, but Jared Goff started a Super Bowl. Jared Goff got traded two weeks ago or is going to be traded once the league year starts. 
Like it, anybody, like teams get hot. Like like Eli Manning went to two Super Bowls with the Giants because his team got hot at the right time. Like it, it, these things just happen. Mahomes is awesome. Mahomes made two throws in that game that, that don't that don't count because one was out of the back of the end zone and one was dropped. But he made two throws that nobody on this planet could make. He's incredible. His team could deteriorate. Somebody gets hurt next year. Like, you you, you just don't know. So, like, it, it just bothered me in real time to be like, oh, he'll be back. Like, really? We haven't learned it all through this? We haven't learned it all that every year we have this conversation with Aaron Rodgers. It, Drew Brees' final swan song. We were having the same conversation. Like, we haven't learned once about this. Well, Tony Romo had never been there. So, kind of weird that he would have the confidence in saying something like that. I'm going to drop something in the private chat. This is my last from stats by Lopez. It is a visualization of the distance traveled inside slash outside the pocket from both quarterbacks from last night's game. Go to stats by Lopez. If you're listening to the show and you want to see this, Um, it is a visual representation of Patrick Mahomes. This is stupid running 468 yards on dropbacks on pass attempts and Tom Brady traveled 37 yards. They played the same game. They the played the position. same game, the same position and Patrick Mahomes spray chart and release points looked like that versus Tom Brady's. Mahomes' spray chart looks like a three-year-old got his hands on a box of Crayola crayons and drew on, on the paper. That's what it looks like. And Tom's is a vertical line with a few dovetails. It's like, uh, it's like it's like the script Alabama A is what it looks like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tom Brady. Like That's uh, just insane. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all. Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, Visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of BuiltBar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. All right. Awards. What are we, well, what are we mad about? What do we, what's, um, is there something that you thought was voters need to hand in their their card is what the, right? the feedback I have is I don't have any problems with MVP. Yeah. I thought Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. I thought yeah. it was a little weird. Patrick Mahomes only got two votes. I was surprised it was that heavily skewed towards Aaron Rodgers, but I have no qualms with Aaron Rodgers winning MVP. I have no qualms with Josh Allen getting votes. I have no problem with Patrick Mahomes getting votes. I was only surprised Pat only got two. Yeah. But not a whole lot to bitch about there. Right. Right. All right. Offensive player of the year, Derrick Henry, 2,000 yards. That gives him a pretty convincing claim to that. He had 32 um, votes out of 50. Mahomes, Rodgers tied for second with five apiece. Kamara's gotten got a couple votes here. Uh, don't understand that. 
Uh, that that AP voter must have only watched that primetime game when she scored six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't. I'm the collective body of work there, not great. Uh, Travis Kelsey definitely deserving of votes. Isn't it interesting that the MVP, the MVP it's flipped here, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Rogers, Allen, or excuse me, Holmes, Rogers, Allen, and it's, it was not that way in, in the MVP voting. Um, I, I mean, two thousand yards—it's a rare thing. You know, I, I I would love to say that Stefan Diggs deserved a vote or two for you know, like fifteen hundred yards and however hundred and thirty catches or whatever he had, but he didn't score enough touchdowns. And I think that I mean only like seven or eight touchdowns. I think he had to score more touchdowns to be in that mix. Kelsey, unbelievable year as a tight end. Yep. Depoy, Aaron Donald, and TJ Watt, 27 for Don, 20 for Watt, Xavier and Howard with three votes. I think it's the right three players. Maybe vote uh, distributions a little bit surprising here. I don't know how Xavier Howard gets only three votes. He's the first defensive back with 10 interceptions in the NFL since 2007. And you look at his targets, passer rating allowed, and passes defensed, and it's equal to what Stephon Gilmore had last year when he won the award. Yeah. And I think I will, I'm not super convinced that Donald or Watt, like, I don't know which one I would pick. Let me ask you this. Aaron Donald, yeah. the last three years, when which, which was his best season out of the last three years? I don't know if you know this off the top of your head or not. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was this year. Okay. I would say, statistically speaking, Aaron Donald's worst year in the last three years was what he had this year. And I understand you deal with a bunch of double teams and triple teams, and you get a bunch of extra attention, and you impact game plans, and all that noise. I get it. Right. Yeah. Uh, TJ Watt. How many times do you see an edge rusher log 15 sacks in a season? Sometimes you say you, you get it more years than you don't get it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, it's not that rare, right? It's not that rare. Right. Right. And, and I understand he played, you know, a very well-rounded season, but that would be my whole case and argument for Xavier Howard as he did something the league has not seen since 2007. So that's interesting. You're not just saying that Xavier Howard deserves more votes. You're saying he should have won the award. I thought he should have, and that's because – I mean, you make a compelling case based on what you just said. I look at T.J. Watt playing on a defense that is filled with guys like Cameron Hayward and Bud Dupree and Mika Fitzpatrick and all these really good standout players. And, yeah, T.J. Watt shines amongst them. But I look at, statistically speaking, what he did this past season, and you see a guy get that year every single year. Somebody has a stat line as an edge rusher that's equivalent to what T.J. Watt did every single year in the NFL. Aaron Donald, you know, it's rare that he has the disruption that he does as an interior defender, but he's had he had, statistically speaking, the worst year of his last three years this year. And Xavier Howard had equal stats to the corner who won it last year and had 10 interceptions, which hasn't happened since 2007. We have better stats in the corner that won it last year, right? Well, equal stats outside of interceptions. Okay. Okay. And he had more, he had four more interceptions than Stephon Gilmore had. I'm not, and, and I didn't expect him to win, but you, three you have votes. A yeah. You have a three case. votes. Did we just not? And I know for a fact, one of Armando Soguero of the Miami Herald was one of the three votes for, and he covers the Dolphins. 
So like this, did just nobody watch the dolphins and we just, Oh, well it's Aaron. You know, he's great. And we know he's great. And he plays in LA. Could be the case. Uh, Alex Smith should have won all 50 votes for coming. Yeah. I want to know the clown who voted. Like, what, 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 what person decided that, you know what? I'm not going to vote for the guy that the award should probably now be named after. Like, like how did, what did you wake up and decide? Just unbelievable to me. <laughs> Defensive rookie of the year for what, what is the stat about Ohio state players winning it? They've won like five of the last six or something like that. Chase Young. Yeah, 42 and a half. I didn't even know that you can have a half vote. Um, Jeremy Chin with four. Is that am I reading that so, correctly? So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Four and is, a half. Yeah. Is does that mean that there is somebody out there who voted for co-defensive rookie of the years and their ballot yeah. was Chase Young and Jeremy Chin? Is that the way I am supposed to yeah. interpret that? Yes. Lame. Yes. Yes. All right. That's that's interesting. And Ed, for as as lame as that is. Two votes for Patrick Queen is even worse. <laughs> he didn't deserve any votes. He did not deserve right. any votes. He did not have a good year. No. At all. I mean, yeah, he had tackles. Okay, you had tackles. So don't just look at the box score and see, okay, who's the rookie that had the most tackles this year? Because I'm going to vote for that guy. Correct. That's a terrible process. Learn and watch the game. And be what So I that was a young chin race, right? But I agree with it going to young. Yes, I agree. Okay. Justin Herbert gets the offensive rookie of the year, 41 votes. Justin Jefferson got nine. I think that's the right two players. Right? I, I think they should have been closer. Yeah, the the quarterback dynamic, though, skews. No, I get it. But Justin Jefferson had an incredible season that I think nine votes is doing it a disservice. Well, you can't, unless you're this guy who or girl who voted split their votes between young and chin you gotta you can only vote for one if you think it's herbert but i mean you everybody can't split their vote right no i know just want some justin jefferson love that's all coach of the year kevin stefanski 25 votes sean mcdermott seven brian flores six rivera gets four lafleur three reed three sean payton two this is the one i'm mad about Kevin Stefanski's Cleveland Browns were third in their division and had a negative 11 point differential for the season. Is this an award because they've snapped the streak? The, it's the been an draft? award because they won 11 games, made the playoffs, or won a playoff game. Well, okay, so nothing that they did in the playoffs matters. These votes are cast after Week 17 and before the playoffs. Okay, well then, yeah, they won 11 games and made the playoffs. Okay, which you knew was going to be the superficial case. And you know what? You know what's fudged up? If Miami had had beat Buffalo Week 17 and he made wins the playoffs, yeah. then he then he wins Coach of the Year. It, yeah, that it, was it. Would just be the way that it is. That was the what? So Cleveland would, would Cleveland be out of the playoffs, or would the Colts be out of the playoffs the in Col that scenario? The Colts would have been out. So nothing changes for Cleveland. They still win 11 games and go to the playoffs and snap the 17. But I guarantee spin. you, Brian Flores gets more than six votes. Yeah, he does. He gets more than six. So it was, uh, this was just the lazy vote of, okay, who's the bad team that we don't associate with the playoffs who made it? That coach deserves it. Correct. Um, do you know the coach that was the highest above the Vegas win loss? I think the last five years in a row, the coach of the year has went to the team that was highest above the win loss over unders for the season. Yep. It's the sneak the streak is snapped. So who was it? McDermott. Oh, so you see, Okay, you came prepared. You were ready. Well, I'm just saying that, that would, that's been the criteria. And so I have a well, – the Bills were like plus 125 points. Stefanski's minus 11. 
third in his division. The Bills go six and zero in the division, win it for the first time since '95. I, look, I'm just saying that uh, McDermott's more impressive. I think the problem with McDermott is his team won ten games last year. Right. You know, if they if they were eight and eight, yeah, yeah. But they, they were ten and six to thirteen and three, and is not uh, good enough for this. This award yeah. is extremely narrative based. Like this one in oh. particular gets narrative more than almost any other one. And and look at the list of people who have won this award. You got wonderful play- coaches like Mike Smith and uh, Lovey Smith and Dick Duran. You know, like it's not it's not much of an indicator. Like you know what I mean. Now there's great coaches on there, but at the end of the day, it's not like it's not like an exclusive list that like oh you've you win this award, you are in just, you know, how rare inc- territory. How incredibly lame are the eight voters that voted for Matt LaFleur, Andy Reid, and Sean Payton? Those are very lame people. Because right, Rivera deserves a few, right? Sure, fine. but No yeah. question Ron Rivera deserves votes. He coached through cancer and chemo. Yeah. But you're going to vote for Andy Reid, who won the Super Bowl last year and won 14 games this year with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback? What kind of square are you? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, you met the the baseline. You didn't do anything. Can I push back a little bit? Oh, please. That that argument is a very similar argument to what you, like in the NBA, that like LeBron doesn't deserve the MVP every year because he just does what what he does. He's still the MVP. Andy Reid is still one of the best coaches in football. Right. But but I think it's a little different, the coach versus a player on on the court applying it in action and, and actually competing and, and Andy, yes, he's coaching a football team and he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But first of all, it, it, it's, it's not his execution on the field. So I think that's a diff, uh, a point that we need to make. And again, he met the expectations as the coach of the football team. Well, and I would say d- dismiss the playoffs cause they don't matter. The regular season Kansas City Chiefs, who won their last nine games by no more than six points, they were not as good as they were the year before. Good job, Sean Payton, for keeping the ship afloat. Yeah, for averaging 4.2 yards per per attempt <laughs> when Drew Brees in. And Joe, you need to send a thank you card to Drew Brees, by the way. Why? You need to send a personalized oh, thank you card the, with your signature because he restructured yeah. his contract and, and gifted you $24 million in salary cap relief. And for that, we are thankful. Yeah, you, where's the personalized note? Uh, he's got it. I already I texted it to him earlier. I didn't even know. I, 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 honest to God, this is – I don't need to say this, but I'm going to. I had no idea that assistant coach of the year was a thing until this year. I had no idea. This, Somebody, list, this list needed to be like three coaches long. I had no idea this award existed, Kyle. I feel embarrassed. Um, Man, those two people who voted for tie balls look pretty smart today. They sure do. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, Dable wins it. Uh, Brandon Staley, I thought he was unbelievable this year. Uh, he deserved more votes probably. Biennemi, Arthur Smith, Todd Bowles gets two. And then a bunch Bill of guys Callahan, Keith Butler, Dennis Allen, Leslie Frazier, Dak, Jack Del Rio, Pep Hamilton. No idea why Leslie Frazier would receive, receive a vote. Defense was bad the first half of the year. <laughs> Terrible. Bad. Terrible bad is what they were the first half of the year. Yeah, you, uh, you could have kept this at Brian Dable and given him 30 to 35 votes, given 10 to 15 votes to Brandon Staley, and then right. 
know, given a handful to be enemy if you wanted to. And like, we could have called it a day. Right. But I think that's probably the one where there's the options are really, it's a large list of options. So you're going to have more skew, but Dave's wins that one. He's back as the bills. OC. So we've talked about the super bowl. We've talked about Jim Leonard. We've talked about awards. I think we've had a podcast, Kyle. Seems like we have had a podcast. We'll do a, um, a mock draft this week on the show. Speaking of mock drafts, can I give a shout out to my friend, uh, my friend Kyle, for his latest mock draft? And everybody should go read it because I, I very much enjoyed reading it. You got more than just a mock draft. You got the his uh, guess or prediction as to every team's starting quarterback. That's why you should go. You should. That's why you should go and read it. Kyle always yeah. has those wrinkles. He saves up. You know what I mean? Unless you're a Dolphins fan, don't go read it. Oh, especially if you're a Dolphins fan. I, like want, it. I, I want Kyle to have the same week I had last week. The Church <laughs> of Tua is very upset with me. Very upset with you. Because I did not. I'm exploring other options at the quarterback position because you have an elite quarterback that's available 25 years old in the trade market. So I don't care what Houston says either. Houston can say all, all they want. We're not trading Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson like has old- decided he is done with your football team. So either you're smart and you trade him before the draft or you, which is very realistically also a possibility uh, are dumb and keep him and don't get as much as what you could because you'll call his bluff and he'll sit out. I feel like the only buddy, only people that think it's a bad deal for Miami are dolphins fans. They are. Everyone's it's else insane. is like, and fun fact, I did a trade in which they kept 50 and 18, their original picks for this year's draft. Right. Low and they don't key. want it. They don't yeah. want it. Your they deal for it. them wasn't even as aggressive as mine, and they still hate it. Yep, they don't. They just 18. don't want them. You kept eighteen. I can't. Yeah. I gave me. I gave him three thirty-five. Next year's one. Next year's three. Twenty twenty-three two, and two starters. And they and Dolphins fans don't want it. Last week there was the people that were like, "Yo, of course this Bills fan wants." Miami to deplete itself of all of these assets and go in for a four and 12 quarterback. And I'm like, I wish you guys knew that. Like, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to defend myself here. And I don't know that I should, but the bills fan in me wants nothing to do with Deshaun Watson as a Miami dolphin, mm-hmm. regardless of what they gave up. Like you don't want to have to play <sighs> quarterbacks like that. No, twice a year. no. You think I give a crap if you have, uh, some other rookie receiver that you draft or something like that. And Xavier Howard, come on. I, it's, it's your, it's your battle to well, fight this. Week, I, my guy. I was told that I need to be original because you did this last week. Little no, did he know you, you got it from me. Oh, from you. Yeah. I yeah. put that on the, t- I said, I tweeted that yesterday. Like, where'd you guys think I got this idea from? Yeah. So this is all Kyle Krabs fault. That's what yeah. he's saying. I was told I need to stop living in fantasy land and, and mm. people listen to me for my dolphin stakes for high quality information, not for not for pretend fantasies. So it well <laughs> I said there's a there's a reason why everybody and their mother's talking about this. So <sighs> Chris, we're gonna we're gonna chat with Jim Nagy tonight which will be fun, director of the Senior Bowl. Uh, obviously missed the opportunity to come down and, and see him this past year, but uh, them going uh, off the way they did with the event and providing the NFL draft with a much needed, desperately needed uh, centralized event and one that was well put together and well organized and 
up to the standards for public health is no small feat. And we look forward to talking some football with Jim this evening. Um, so YouTube, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're back on our live stream, not Brinks.tv, but we hope to do some stuff with uh, Brinks.tv once again in the future. So you guys stay tuned. So hit subscribe on the podcast feed. Hit the notification buttons on YouTube, the Draft Network, so you get notifications when we go live. And we hope to see you then.